you are listening to The Dudes, bringing you wall-to-wall coverage of all Mississippi State athletics. Featuring Reflector Sports Editor Tanner Marlar and WMSV Sports Director Cody Blazak. Is there one game every year where I drink a little more beer? It's over for it's over. We go there or they come here. Ever since 06, they get us every season. I wish I could say that's the only reason. I hate Alabama. I hate Crimson Red. And I hate how the year old tired when I got a brave set on my head. And I love Lynn Welcome back to another episode of The Dudes after a two week long hiatus. Spring break and then. We had a little uh, tornado action last week, and then Tanner wasn't here on Thursday, and David was supposed to fill in. Now David was sick, so now we are back here on Tuesday. I'm Cody Blazak alongside David Smith filling in for Tanner Marler. We have a lot to cover from the past two weeks. Two new basketball head coaches, Mississippi State's basketball season ending, some baseball, softball, a lot to dive into, David. Yeah, it's an honor to be here. You know, Tanner's on a little vacation now. I just, I really don't think he he wants to 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 talk to you. I think that that's what it is. Um, so that's why I've got the uh, the pleasure of stepping in here. And you're right, two weeks off, and we've got a lot to run through. Yeah, we have a lot to run through in give or take thirty five minutes. No, just give 35 because we get 35 minutes max. But we'll start off. Let's start off with Mississippi State basketball season ending in the NIT tournament. In simplest terms, this was a huge failure to the Mississippi State basketball program this season. Yeah, I mean, obviously a very talented roster and not even close to the kind of result you were hoping for. Um I mean, the end of that game, it was it was a tough matchup for, for State. They, they drew uh, being a three seed and having to go on the road due to renovations happening in the hump um, to play at six seed Virginia, which we know how, how good of a basketball program Virginia historically has become. And so it was a tough matchup, a defensive ball game, and it really came down to, I felt, Tony Bennett outcoaching Ben Howland and it was a it was a very quick turnaround from Cohen and the Mississippi State Athletic Department as far as the very next morning Mississippi State had a head coaching vacancy following that NIT loss as big as a failure as the season was it it did come away with something good and I think that's Chris Jans the new hire for the men's basketball team and Tanner and I spoke briefly about this hire, and I, I like the hire. David, I believe when you and I briefly talked about it, you said you liked the hire as well. When I talked to Tanner, this this is his thought, and I, this is a quote. He was fired from Bowling Green for conduct at a bar. If he can't control himself at Bowling Green, 
What's he going to do at an SEC school? My only thought to that is before we were talking about Chris Jans, we were talking about other coaches such as Rick Pitino. I think Rick Pitino has a worse history than Chris Jans does. I don't. I don't think Chris Jans's off the court conduct should be of any concern. Well, I don't. I don't anymore. think it should either. The way I look at it is, you think in the '80s these coaches weren't doing these things? It's just there weren't as many cameras to catch it. And I'm sure they do it now. They're just a lot smoother about it. Yeah, I just don't think it'll be it'll be of any any worry anymore. I mean, obviously he's. Um, I was in attendance at his intro press conference here at Mississippi State, and he was. So a reporter asked about it, and he was he was very head on about it. Stated that it was, you know, it it was it's part of who he is now. It's not something that he's going to try to run from. Um, he's well aware of the mistakes that he made, and he embraces it and has vowed to never let it happen again. Um, he's very happy with the support of the people around him, those closest to him, including his wife and his family, um, that were that embraced him through this key mistake that led to him, you know being fired as the head coach and since then he was able to be a very strong assistant at Wichita State and led to the hire at New Mexico State leading them to multiple NCAA tournament appearances including this season a win in the tournament but I I, I don't I'm very certain that his his off the court antics are behind him and that you can expect nothing but excellence from coach Jans here I think it was a good learning point for him I think he got the stupidity out of the way, and I think he's all business now. He, his, his, you had the honor of attending his press conference, and it, it, he's setting the bar high. And I, I think that's what you want from a coach in an SEC school. I, on the future, I think there are some good things to come. Yeah, I mean, as far I mean, the bar is definitely set high with a guy – like Chris Jans, and he, he said it high himself, stating that, you know, next year Mississippi State uh, can, without a doubt, be an NCAA tournament team. Um, and I think that that's, that's very true. He even stated along the lines of, it's not about building a program anymore in college basketball. It's about building a team year in and year out with the way the, the transfer market works and different players moving different places. There's so many names that you can land on a year-to-year basis. The one-and-done rule, I mean, the the, the – college basketball i agree is just no longer building a program it's all about putting together a team for a season and i think that he's the guy for it i think without a doubt this this is this is the best hire that john cohen has made as athletic director at mississippi state university regardless of any sports this is the best hire the fourth highest winning percentage among active coaches in division one behind coach k mark few at gonzaga and bill self at kansas which is astounding which two of those teams are in the final four and, and the other two one, of those teams yeah. might be in the championship game <coughs> and the other ones you know mark few at gonzaga and you know Those how sweet 16 team and they, they've been one seed year in year out pretty much yeah so hopefully good things to come the news of iverson molinar declaring for the draft still will be eligible at the moment for next season did not hire an agent if Molinar does decide to come back. Which I think he will. And we're going to have Tolu Smith. And we have new head coach in Chris Jans. There are going to be high expectations, which I hate for the guy in his first season. Yeah, I want I want good expectations. But I don't want to get too greedy about this. 
because he's a great coach. I'll give it to him. A, an appearance in his first season to the NCAA tournament would be just poetic. Yeah, I mean, he's 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 put together fantastic teams in New Mexico State, but that's one thing that Coach Allen was always known for, was that he was a fantastic recruiter. And so he's walking into a program that has fantastic players. Of course, I mean, Molinar could end up going pro or – which I I don't I don't see him go turning pro. I don't think his draft stock is there. I expect him to come back to college. I don't know if that'll be here at Mississippi State or elsewhere. Um, but Coach Jans has has spoken that you know the most important thing right now to him is to recruit players and to start with recruiting the gla- the guys that are in the Mississippi State locker room already because um, it's a big thing. I mean the NCAA will waive the the transfer year for about anybody with a new new head coaching position. So. Pretty much anyone who's on the Mississippi State roster can go play somewhere else immediately. It's up to Coach Jans to keep them in the locker room, keep them here, and keep them playing here. The only person who's transferred out as of now um, that was a rotation player is Javion Davis. Um, and I, I, I think that one was going to happen regardless of whether or not Coach Allen was here or a new head coach such as Coach Jans because he just was not going to see the kind of minutes that, that a player like him um, could get somewhere else. He's a, he's a he's a good big man, but knowing that that you've got a guy like Tolu in front of you, you're not going to be able to start at Mississippi State. This is not the way it's going to work for him. Wishing the best elsewhere, but I think that that as far as in his first week and a half here, I'm I'm already thoroughly impressed, and I think that the fans should have high expectations and should be impressed already as well. Yeah, without a doubt, I, I'm excited to see where he goes with this. Like you said, I don't know if I would go as far to say it's the best hire Cohen has had yet, or so far, but it's definitely up there. I How long has Cohen – Cohen's been AD for eight-ish years? Give or take. I, I can't – James I can't, is up there. I can't think of one that's better. I can. Who? Julie Darty dennis yeah, that was a that was a fantastic. She hire. she turned a two win volleyball team into a tournament team for the first time in history in three years. I I know volleyball isn't as big as basketball, but here on the dudes we love Julie Darty Dennis. I mean, it's hard not to. And I mean, she's she's a fantastic coach. I like the Jans hire. If Jans takes us to a if he gets us a, a one win in the tournament in his first season, making it to the tournament and get a win. Yeah, I'll call it the best hire. Yeah. But at the moment, I, I really think Julie Darty dennis has my vote as Cohen's best hire. I, I think that she's you know she's had three years to really to to prove it as well. And, and I mean, they're and, just going to get better. Oh, no, doubt, she, about, no she, doubt about it. She has turned this program around, and she really knows what she's doing with it. And Tanner and I had the honor of speaking with her three weeks again. And, I mean, <clears throat> they got new renovations. They got that banner up finally for the tournament. I mean, Mississippi State Volleyball is doing some big things right now. Absolutely. And I, I am thrilled to see what Coach Jans does with the basketball program in three years because I truly do believe that if Mississippi State has the opportunity here to become a basketball school, I fully believe it and I'm fully on board for it. I think if they devote the time – to actually put, you know, 
real funding into it. The fan experience is going to be better. Something Coach Jan has already talked about, that the fan and the crowd experience will be better. You've got new renovations coming into the hump, as well as, you know, you just spoke on the volleyball complex as well. This this is the time to kind of just put it all into basketball because Coach Jans is the guy you want at the head of your program to get you wins and get you to be a basketball school. We're going to transition here into women's basketball, also at the higher of Sam Purcell, which I also think was another good hire for Mississippi State. Um, you know, I think a lot of us wanted Doug Novak to stay the head coach. Um, he's done a phenomenal job, especially when he had to take that role and responsibility just in the blink of an eye almost. Um, I liked Doug Novak. I was I was really impressed with what he did with the team with late notice. They just they just hired um, their assistant coach on the twenty fifth, and Gabe Lazo. Lazo. Um, I, I honestly don't know what the deal is with Doug Novak right now. I don't know if he's going to be continue being an assistant or associate head coach. Um, but whatever Mississippi State does with Doug Novak, they need to keep him. He he. He did a phenomenal job with this women's basketball team this year. Absolutely. I think one of two things is going to ha- are, are, are going to happen here with, with Coach Novak, and it'll either be he stays an assistant here at Mississippi State University, or he does get a head coaching, a true head coaching contract and opportunity elsewhere, which I think he's earned. Um, I was on board with keeping Coach Novak here as well. Something Tanner and I talked about in December, I believe, on the dudes here that you know we thought coach Novak deserved an opportunity as head coach and I, I really I think he does deserve that chance and he's not going to get it here Mississippi State obviously but I, I think elsewhere somewhere else will give him that kind of opportunity it may not necessarily be the level of school that Mississippi State is but it will it would be a head coaching opportunity and that's those are the two outcomes I see here. I'd love to have him on the staff, but I think he's absolutely earned the opportunity to be a head coach somewhere else. Yeah, and I know we joked around a bit. Doug Novak, great coach. Ben Howland, great recruiter. Wouldn't that be something together? I, it's not going to happen. We know that. But <laughs> if you if you could merge those two guys, I mean, that's that's a crazy coach right there. Oh, yeah. But unfortunately, in today's world, we don't have the ability to do that. Not yet. Not yet. Transitioning into, we'll go women's softball real quick. Just a little recap on Saturday. They beat Samford in a doubleheader. Both scores, or the score to both of those games were 2-1. to one. Um, Addison Purvis had a great game, a great two games. She powered her way to the SEC Co-Player of the Week. Also, just a reminder for softball fans, for uh, this is more or less a cancer thing. The SEC All for Alex weekend is set for April 2nd, which is this weekend. The SEC softball community will be united 
on the second when all 13 teams participate in the second annual All for Alex weekend to honor the legacy of Mississippi State's Alex Wilcox. Wilcox was a member of the 2018 Mississippi State softball team who inspired the nation with her courageous fight against ovarian cancer. That fight ultimately took her life in the summer of 2018. The Bulldogs are continuing their hashtag no one fights alone campaign in 2020 wearing teal excuse me 2022 wearing teal uniforms during midweek games the 13 sec schools will join together to wear teal or teal accents on saturday as the entire league recognizes her impact on the softball community nationwide in the fight against ovarian cancer the mr state women's softball team will be on the road during this at number 11 at tennessee the Lady Vols are expected to wear the teal jersey tops while state plans to, to debut a new teal and gray top created for the weekend. MSU here immortalized Wilcox on September 15, 2018, when the university retired her number eight jersey, making her the first female student athlete in Mississippi State history to receive the honor. All 13 SEC softball teams were awarded the League's Sportsmanship Award in 2018 for their united support of Wilcox throughout her final year of competition. Mississippi State softball game against number 11 Tennessee during the All for Alex weekend is set for 1 o'clock and it will be aired on the SEC network. Just a little uh, inside on Alex Wilcox and how I, I think it's awesome how they're starting to make this a tradition. Um, all, all credit to Alex Wilcox. Um, to play your last season and then pass a couple months later. It's amazing that you were that she was able to play a sport battling what she was battling. Absolutely. I mean, it's, it's an incredible story. And it's incredibly embraced by the conference and every team that plays a part of it, including, um, and obviously especially Mississippi State, because that's just... That's that's an unbelievable feat to to accomplish for Miss Wilcox there, and that is just it's it's heartwarming. It really is. Once again, that game will be aired on the SEC Network at one o'clock. First pitch, tough game against the Lady Vols. Um, softball team has been playing well recently. Hopefully, they can knock this out. I mean, the weekend's in honor of one of their former players. Hopefully, they can get that done and win. For her, any last thoughts on softball? They're sitting right out to the top twenty-five at the moment. They've, they've, this would be a big-time opportunity for them to get that kind of win and move into the top twenty-five, which would be a fantastic feat for the softball program. Definitely a, a game to tune into and watch for a number of reasons. Heading on in to baseball at the beginning of the show and i do not remember if i mentioned it but i'm mentioning it now i hate alabama by our dear friend connor smith who will also be in town this friday hopefully we can snag him for a little uh feature episode or something hopefully get him involved he will be here friday at rick's cafe and he uh, Props to him for I Hate Alabama. Mississippi State just beat Alabama and two won the series off of two walk-offs in game one and game two. We have been on a two-week hiatus, though, which means, honestly, I don't even remember which games we brought to you last. Yes, I do. We weren't able to recap the Georgia series where they lost 
the first game 11 to nothing the second game 12 to 11 and then they defeated Georgia by 20 to 3 in the third game after that they beat Southern 14-5 after that Alabama 7 to 6 in a walk off in the 10th inning after that 8 to 7 in a walk off in the 9th inning then on the season finale Sunday they lost 2 to 6 today as we're speaking they have already started playing against Memphis. We will get to that in just a moment. But recapping, David, what did you see in this Georgia series? Obviously, blown out first game, kept it close, as close as you can get second game, and blew Georgia out of the water in the third game. It's one of those things where, you know, it'd be kind of nice if you could just add up the, the games and average them out, and then we'd, we'd win every game. You know, that would be, that'd be fun, but... Um, seems like kind of a kind of a back-to-back thing, you know. With Princeton, that they, they came out, um, you know, they, they they swept the Princeton series, but they really came out on Sunday, and you know they they won that one nine to one. They just it was not a series you want to lose against Georgia. Um, no shade to Georgia or anything, but there's just higher expectations for the you know, Mississippi State baseball program. Um, that's just the way it is in, in Starkville. And obviously Georgia is a top 25 team. Um, they're they, very, very good. They, they are fantastically good. But there's just seems to be a, a bit of a higher expectation for Mississippi State and obviously not the way you wanted your SEC opening series to go. But it was a fantastic bounce back. You don't like winning a series? They, they didn't win the Georgia oh, series. Oh, I'm thinking, I thought you said home series. Excuse me. I apologize. Oh, no, no. I was going to say, we beat Bama. Anyway, yeah. continue. I got I got sidetracked. But a fantastic bounce back against Southern and carried that momentum into um, into the Alabama series. And, like, I, I love winning series. They're fun. would love to sweep a, sweep a series. You know, that'd be kind of cool as well. Yeah. You were talking about expectations earlier, and I, I think Stoney said it best when – we had him on a couple shows ago. You win a national championship. All you expect is winning after that. You gotta, this team is not the same team from last year. Rowdy Jordan and Tanner Allen are not on this team. It's going to be different. And, you know, I think it's going to be a very tough path right now with losing two of our starting pitchers and Landon Sims and Casey Hunt. I think it's going to be rough. I don't know how I feel about it. David, do you feel as if it's time to hit the panic button? I'm not really sure like what what you what you could do at this point. Um I do think you're playing good baseball. I mean, there's obviously some little things that need to be corrected and I I'm I think coach Lamonis will handle those, but um there's just I feel like people started pressing the panic button on the first week and I just I I think that button has already been pressed. I don't think you need to press it again right now. You seem to be, you know, playing good baseball at the moment, coming off an SEC series win. Um, you've got this game going on right now against Memphis. This is one that that we should take care of. Um, and then it's all it's all building up to to this weekend's series on the road at Arkansas because this this will be a big one. Um, one. That if they are able to come out with the win in this series, I think it'll it'll be a huge sigh of relief 
from Mississippi State fans everywhere. A kind of a reminder that we're still here. You know, 15 and 10 on the season, 3 and 3 in conference play. Not the kind of start you were hoping for, but the the season still has so much left in it. So, um I think they're trending in the in the correct direction. And I'm I'm very hopeful for the remainder of the season. Yeah, well, losing I think a big thing that we were excited about coming into the season was the depth of our bullpen. You had Landon Sims and KC Hunt starting. Well, you lose them. Now you got to take two of those bullpen players and make them starters, which is hurting our bullpen right now. But, you know, I don't know if – I was confident we had a chance to win an Natty this year. I'm not sure I'm as confident right now. But we've got, like, five freshman pitchers that are very good as freshmen. And if you can get this year under their belt, they're just going to get better. And pitching's one thing. I mean, you got Jack Walker, who's not playing the best, but it's supposed to be really good. I think just give him time, he'll get there. Pico Khan is just walks out on that mound and looks at people saying, I'm better than you. He just has that swagger. Gotta love Pico. <laughs> you just gotta love the name. Um,. I mean, even you got guys that pitched last year, Jackson Fristo, who isn't playing his best. I think a lot for this pitchers is they just have to get in the swing of things. I'm not sure it's anything to worry about. Yeah, our bullpen isn't as deep as it was at the beginning of the season. But, I mean, it, it, injuries are expected. They're going to happen. And I think once they get everything under the belt, find their starting rotation, their closer, get these midweek games handled, win some big series hopefully against Arkansas I think uh they're in some good sitting as it goes for hitting I think they're I think they're starting to get their groove yeah I mean you 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 hate to lose you know two fantastic pitchers one of them being arguably the best pitcher in all of baseball um all of college baseball so that's that's obviously a tough loss and not one that you're ever fully going to recover from I don't think there's no one that can replace Landon Sims and what he does on the mound. But um, hitting is is really greatly improved recently. Um, you've seen, I mean, just this past weekend, obviously, you know they were they were trailing going into the ninth in all th- all three games. Obviously, they lost the Sunday game, but when you needed hits the most, they they came on Friday and Saturday. And, you know, it's, it's difficult to expect that to happen twice in a row and even more difficult to expect to happen three times in a row. Um, and there was there was a sense in Duty Noble that it would happen again. Um, unfortunately, did not on Sunday. But the the comebacks and the, those games were were from the hitting. And that just shows that it's, it's there. It's ready to go. And it's just a matter of, you know, just getting the pitching down, I think. I think hitting is, is pretty taken care of now. Um... I don't feel Lamonis has really found a true weekend rotation yet. So once once that is settled down and down pat, I think that everything's going to be just fine. Yeah, as far as hitting goes, I mean, we struggled at the beginning of the season. I, I My guy this year was Kellen Clark. 0 for 16 to start the season out. He now leads the team in home runs, sitting at 9. You've got like 40-something games left, and – if he keeps this up, he very may well have a 20 home run season, if not 25. Kellen Clark is destroying that ball. 
And, I mean, you even look at guys like a freshman and Hunter Hines, who is killing it right now. And, I mean, you you don't expect freshmen to be putting up numbers like Hunter Hines. You just – it's not normal. At least in my eyes, it's not. Yeah, and, I mean, that that's – that goes to how good of a player Hunter is. And bringing in – you've got – he's got a ton of raw talent. And he's got eight home runs as a freshman. Yeah. It's insane. He, he immediately stepped into the lineup and had an effect. And that's just – that's kind of what this lineup needed was somebody like him to step in. Because you're right, you lost big guys last year, and somebody was going to have to fill those spots. And I think Hunter Hines has done a fantastic job of doing so. No, I agree. And, I mean, you even look at other guys that came on in the past in the past eight games. R.J. Yeager has six home runs, one of them being a walk-off. I mean, guys are coming alive when we need them to come alive right now. And I don't know what else to say besides we need it while we're figuring our pitching out. If, if your pitching struggles, the boys in the box are going to have to knock it. I mean. You're going to have to put up. If you're going to give up runs, got to put up runs. That's, that's this is simply a, how it works. And this is a team that they're going to hit bombs. And they're going to hit a lot of them this season. They're, they're, I mean. This team is a power-hitting team. Hunter Hines, R.J. Yeager, Brad Cumbus, Kellen Clark, Logan Tanner, Cameron James. I mean, they all – they might all have 10 home run seasons. Kellen Clark and Brad Cumbus are already one away from a 10 home run season. Hunter Hines is two away. I, I mean, I, I think it's as simple as – the issue at the moment, and I think it can be fixed, especially when you have head coaches like Chris Limonis and your pitching coach and Scott Foxhall, Foxhall. I think all those issues and kinks can be figured out by the end of the season when you need it the most. Yeah, I think so as well. Um, once again, I just don't think it's time to press the panic button. Um, when do you think it's time to press the panic button? I think if Arkansas doesn't go the way we want it to and if LSU doesn't go the way we want it to, and obviously those are two very good teams, but we we are getting into the heart of the season. And obviously there's a lot of games left. And so I'll extend further than that too. Auburn's not a, a fantastic baseball team. So if you, you know, if LSU and Arkansas don't go the way that you want them to, then, you know, so be it. Those are great teams. Those are both, you know, I consider them both to be top five teams. Um, and then if Auburn also doesn't go the way you want it to, that's when I would press it. Um, What's, when we say not going the way you want it to, do we mean – If you lose all three series. What if you win the first two and lose the second, the third one? What, well, if you, what if you win the series against Arkansas, LSU, and lose the series against Auburn? Well, I mean, then, you're, then you're fine, yeah. yeah. I, I'm saying the only time I would, I would actually press it would be – if you lose all three of them. I think I, I think we need to win two of those series, and I think we'll be sitting good. If we can win all three, so be it. Yeah. But winning two of those series puts us at least four wins out of six. 
Hopefully you can get a win out of the series you lost, puts you at seven, gives you, what, five losses in 12 games. I mean, it's not great, but against teams like Arkansas and, excuse me, it would be seven and four. Um, I don't know, something like that. It's something you need. Yeah. And, I mean, obviously, if you only win one of them... Um, It'd be five and three. Excuse me, my math is way off. No, it's okay. It's all right, man. It's not even that. I still lied. I don't remember what it is. I think it would be if you... Five and four. If you win two of them and lose one, I think... Yeah, I think five and four. Sounds... Those yeah. five wins would be good wins. Good quality wins. Yeah, they would. And I think it's... If you only win one of the series, obviously, let's say you drop to Arkansas and LSU and you win, you beat Auburn... Um, at that point, I'm not con- I'm I'm not content. You know, I'm not like okay, well that happened. You know that that's okay, um, but I'm not pressing the panic button. I'm saying the only time I would actually jam that panic button is if I if you lose all three of them, um, and even if you win a game in all three series, you need to you need to win the series because that's what it comes down to. It's, it's a these are big time games, and you don't get a you you get a lot of them, but you don't get enough of them to be able to lose all three of these series like this. Before that, though, we have Memphis, which is on right now. We don't have much time. Who, who are you looking at to be the big man for State tonight? Who's your X Factor? I'm going to go with, I think that Hunter Hines has, has got to step in and be just be that big bat. You know, I think this is one of those games where you're not going to see a ton from the pitching. Um it's it's a midweek game. You've got a big series coming up this weekend, so I, I think you 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 need big hits from the bats. I think all of the every hitter is going to be an X factor. I like Hines to have a big game. That wouldn't shock me if he went yard more than once. I, I'm hoping for the pitching and the bullpen. Not a lot of pitchers. Quick, easy work. Put this game in the bags. Who score prediction? What are we looking at? Who who are we thinking? What's the score? Or a margin. Give me a margin. No, I'll give you a score. Okay. I'll take State winning 14-8. to I'm going to have – I'll give you a margin. I was going to have State by 7. Whether it's 7 nothing or, like, 50-43. to I guess we'll find out. I guess we'll find out. That game is on at the moment on ESPN Plus at Memphis – no, you sadly cannot go watch the game at the Dude, even though that would be great for tonight. But David and I will be back come Thursday. Tanner still will, not, will still not be in town. Hey, we'll be back tomorrow on Hot Takes. We'll be back tomorrow on Hot Takes, then again on Thursday with the Dudes, and then again on Friday with Hot Takes. Hot Takes. But until tomorrow Ooh. and then until Thursday for the Dudes, for David Smith, I'm Cody Blazak. The proceeding was a WMSV production.